This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com. Hi, this is the Sachel Podcast. This is Stephen James, and today we have a special edition of the Sachel Podcast where we, like the rest of the world, are going to be talking about the coronavirus and COVID-19, but more specifically about what does it mean for us to care for ourselves well, our neighbors well, and to live out the faith we carry in our hearts that's being changed in us and grown in us through our own recovery and our own redemption. So sit back, take a listen about 30 minutes to Chip and I discuss what does it mean to keep heart in times such as this? Hey, Stephen. Hey, Chip. Welcome hey, to the same podcast. Good to We're talk. We're doing a virtual distance, podcast. Actually. This is our first podcast from a distance. I'm in Murfreesboro. We usually are sitting right next to each other. All right. And right now you're in Murfreesboro and I'm in an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, you're a secret agent. I'm just a guy. <laughs> They've got me on lockdown. You know, I, I'm I'm finally at the appropriate social distance from you, and I I, I thank you. <laughs> That's funny, wasn't so funny. I'd be hurt. Yeah, but the thing is, the good news is nobody can hurt you, right? No one. No I'm, one. Unhurtable. Unhurtable. Like a mo- emotional Teflon. Yeah. Instead of the Incredibles, you're Mister Invincible. Mister Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but anyway, I'm glad I'm glad you're feeling okay and glad you're back from Europe. Yeah, went on a vacation to Europe, cut short by the coronavirus, and now we're back home and in this new new place. Yeah, great. Uh, You had a great, expensive adventure, and had crisis that went with it. Everything. It's just it's a story to tell another day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. We're in a very different place than we used to be. Even like we woke up one morning. At Christmas time, isn't it amazing? At Christmas, we were flying high. January 1st, New Year's Eve. Oh my goodness, like get ready for the new great year. And isn't yeah. it amazing? Weeks, days, we've, we're flipped. It's, it's astounding how quickly that can happen. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in a different nation than we were 30 days ago. Different world. Different, different world. world. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find words for it, Chip, quite frankly. Like it's, it's, I can't even find a metaphor that, that describes what's going on. Well, I tell you, um, it's part for, for me, but also as I've been talking to people the last few days, it's been the not knowing. Like, well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's some things that we do know though, Stephen. Um, and, and, and like three things, just three things we know especially for those people who are um, the faithful believers uh, in, in God. Um, we, we who are believers, we're in tragic circumstances, and these are tragic circumstances for sure. Yeah. Um, because we don't have a cure yet. But so, you know, so the flu, the, whatever you call the regular flu is tragic. Because right. it's death and mayhem, and diabetes is tragic, and it also, you know, we're leaving uh, 
liquor stores and the uh, marijuana stores open. I, I thought I, I sent you a text when they and here in Nashville when they made a list of essential businesses and I was one relieved that Sachel Counseling was on it. Right. And then I was shocked that liquor stores were were on it. And then well, you pointed out, of course they are. Yes, of course they are because uh, yeah, they they're essential uh, b businesses. Uh, directly connected to what the book that we have coming out in the fall uh, age of pandemic mm -hmm. but, but anyway going back to the those of us who are actually believers you know uh, uh, this is a no cure but we also have alcoholism diabetes uh, and the list goes on and on and on and the flu killing thousands and thousands of people but because we have cures uh, we seem to think we have control well, because those are self-inflicted, we seem to think we have control. Like so well, many, the, the flu isn't self-inflicted. You know? I know, but it's common. Yeah. And so that we, yeah. we have grown. Well, that's what say you because you brought up it the not known, and so we're we're comforted by the known, even if the known is things seems to be horrific, you know. But here's something else, though. In the not known that you're talking about, there is some known, and for those of us who are believers, we know that we are going to be delivered in this process we for sure know that we're going to be delivered from this illness we'll be delivered through the illness as a people a person and a nation or we'll be delivered to it uh, and those who are are christians like when we're delivered fully to it we know that even the end of life is not the end of life i mean i hate this to speak that bluntly but there's a security and guaranteed deliverance that we have. And um, so there's, there's a known for sure. And then within that context of having confidence, even faith that, that we're okay in the midst of tragedy, that we believers are okay in the midst of tragedy, then we can operate accordingly. And what I mean by that is that we remember that we have neighbors around us and that means that we you know for example um character is never developed in a crisis it's exposed right and so do we who know we're gonna who know or do, not living in the not known we live in the known are we uh, generous in spirit are we hoarding are we manipulating are we taking more than we can are, are we, we taking caring? Yeah, are we are we living in a fear that takes us to wisdom, which I want to talk about too, or do we buy into the anxiety uh, of the the unknown? Um, and so this is a great time for bravery, courage, sharing, love, self control, gentleness, patience, uh, overt acts of caring. So you say that, and I've not. I've not been the calmest person this week. I've had a lot of anxiety. Um, I have done a lot of worst case scenario thinking. Right. Um, I have not been uh, as gentle, patient, or as kind as I could to my family. Um, and so it, it was a part of me that here's what you're saying. And here's it as a, if I'm a believer, I should not be acting this way. I should uh, have more faith than I do. I should not have anxiety about what's going on. I don't think yeah. you're saying that. I love you saying that because, you know, anytime we bring up uh, 
believers, there's a sort of a, a versus others, you know? Right. And I, no way do I mean that. I'm saying that, that, that we as believers have an opportunity to offer something. But we also have to face, do we have the character of being able to do so? Do we have the character? Because it's not created in a crisis. It's exposed in a crisis. You know, so what do we do with our fear is the question, not whether or not we're, we act as we should. It's not about performance. It's about what you got inside. Like, for example, what I'm afraid of, what I get most anxious about, it's, it's not the fear of what's going to happen to me or to my kids or, or Sonia, though that's scary. Now, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Or my friends, like, you know, some of my friends could die. Mm-hmm. Sonia could catch it because she has autoimmune disorder. Um, Tennyson and William, they're working, you know, uh, very part of the essential uh, workforce. Uh, so I, my anxiety is around other people. I, my fear is about what other people are going to do more than what I'm going to do. You know, so I mean, I get that. So and my, so my, my level of watchfulness and hypervigilance is up. And, you know, um, I even bought something the other day and put it in my trunk because I, I was going somewhere else to another place afterwards. And I thought, could somebody break my windows and take uh, two rolls of paper towels? I mean, like you're waiting for the looting to start. The, you know, son, you know, people's worries, family stuff. Uh, who are t- who's telling the truth? Who can I trust? Those kinds of things. But but what we do with fear right now is going to be really important. Well, what I'm doing, I'm making a lot of phone calls, which is good. Yeah. Doing a lot of journaling, and I'm eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> like glass, baseballs. Yeah. Expo dry race markers. Like anything you put in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Right to, to, que- to quell what, though? To stop the what? The air of my childhood quite frankly. I mean, really, yeah. is the care of being so alone again. Yeah. Well, let, let, in fact, we're, we're doing, we're, you know, I'm talking about three points, but I want to speak to that if you don't mind. May I? Yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, okay, the, the, you, you and I talked about this too. This is a vital time to do as much connecting as possible. And whether it's six feet away uh, going, t- touching base, looking each other in the eyes, because while we can make tremendous amount of contact, but and that's the the solution to everything. What I've noticed that that we're created for connection, and if we're trying to connect through just contact, with you know technology and so on, that's not going to be enough. It's not enough. No, we have to connect because what happens is you said it yourself that if contact is all we have, then all the re- all the things that um, um, uh, set us up to be afraid because we're losing connection. So yes. that sends huge amounts of people back into their trauma. Well, and back into their addiction. Like I've heard well, from people this morning who've relapsed now. You know, yeah. One guy with 10 years of recovery. Yeah, directly related to loss of connection. Yep, it is. But, but, but at the same time, there are many ways to connect, Stephen. It's not just, just face-to-face. We can even connect like there is a there is a group of women who had begun a uh, sort of a, a I'll just call it sewing, but, but really it's the art of, you know, quilts and uh, things for Alzheimer's patients and dementia patients that these amazing uh, <clears throat> things that were made to help <clears throat> to help people. And they converted as soon as this happened, they immediately converted over to making masks. 
and people are are going up to their porches and they're they're dropping them off at churches or places oh, of awesome. business or there's a nurse picking them up at a certain assigned place but see these people are actually connecting without being able to see each other but they know that they are offering themselves to something and being received which is the same thing a child often gets wounded in they offer themselves to the parent and don't get received right so their, their connection doesn't have to be eyeball to eyeball it's giving yourself and being received and can i be uh, part of something bigger than myself that right now yes people who are yes. out of work you know and out of community they're yes. not part of something bigger than themselves yes and that's what i'm getting to when i talk about like this is a great time a tragic time but an opportunity time for all of us to walk through our fear in a legitimate good way towards whatever we can do to stay connected <clears throat> like generosity gentleness patience care not hoarding offering ourselves taking a risk of saying hey to people we never would have spoken to before when we're six feet away at the store making comment to say we're going to get through it or are you looking for paper towels? There's some in the back there. Or, or thank you. Or thank you. Yeah, this is a time because connection is more, like I say, than what we think of in terms of just eyes. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's through those risking of giving how we're created to others, we connect. I, I took the, the dog for a walk a couple of days ago in our neighborhood with the family. It was, that part was nice. Mm -hmm. all of us it's so nice having my daughter home from college for the next six months i'm actually excited about that yeah and hope it's not that long <laughs> yeah well it will be because she's out all summer so oh, will, that's right that's true hope it's just that long you know yeah um, yeah but and you know it, we were in the neighborhood and there were people everywhere walking their dogs yeah like everywhere and, you know and they're getting some air yeah <clears throat> but the way we're created they're actually we're actually looking for each other and, and I, that's what I actually noticed. That's where I was going is yeah. the kindness that we showed each other by like coordinating space. Like everybody was moving to opposite sides of the streets and smiling and saying hi and stopping and introducing themselves. And, yeah. um, you know, and it was, there was so much kindness and gentleness being displayed with yeah. among strangers, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. who were out in air quotes to walk their dog, but they weren't. Yes. They weren't just so, out to walk their dog. Yeah, and so this is a time, like, I, I dropped a mask off, well, you know, because Sonia is actually one of the people making these masks, okay? So right, I may right. sound like this, this sewing group in Iowa or something, but anyway. <laughs> and I, I, took, I took a mask to the dentist's office, and he said, I'll tell you something. I wanted this mask for two reasons. One is because I need it, and I need two more if she's willing to make them or if the group can make them. But he also said, I'm keeping it also as a souvenir because mm. I'm going to remember this time. And he was speaking to when people show up for each other at a time when we think it wouldn't happen because we're too removed from, you know, how we were made or too removed from moral compunction or too removed. But people who are capable of caring are caring. And he's planning on saving it for, for the rest of his life to wow. remember. Yeah. So, huh? Because he felt cared for. Yes, he, he loved and people shared and people that, who didn't necessarily even know each other were, were uh, helping hands because we're all in this in one empathic boat. You know, it's a, it, we can either create a boat of empathy or boat of disaster. Mm -hmm. And there's another thing, Matt, Matt the, the three things. One is, yeah, you know, the, third one. 
you know, one is that we're delivered and two, two, two is that it's, it's a time for uh, expressing character that's been being developed and waiting for such a time as this for some, you know, quite a while. Right. That's what we do the, the disciplines for. And then the third is I remember when I was at, at I was up at Swanee for a year and a half at school and the, the little lake would freeze and it was a shortcut to class. And I was uh, walking across the lake. It was like mid-February, maybe almost March. And, uh, and it would save about 300 yards, okay? So, and everybody did it, right? But I was late for class. I was by myself. I started out across the lake like normal. And even though the temperature had warmed some, I was about halfway out. And all of a sudden, it's like, I, you know that cracking sound where you oh, can see yeah. the crack? That, oh yes, Jerry. yes, and I'm, I, I just stop, and, and, and I've seen the cracks go forward, and then, you know, kind of a compass, north, south, east, and west, Yes. and I'm kind of right in the middle of the compass going like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> like, now, trying to get to class. Yeah, I just tried to go to class. Now, the thing is, the lake probably wasn't that deep, and Did you I probably, him? no, 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 but, but the question is, there's a moment of real fear. Yes. And our fear can move towards faith of, you know, hoping and taking risks, you know, proper risk and reaching out. And we can develop a deeper wisdom and a deeper story of connection with each other. Or I would have been hyper anxious and gone into overdrive control and become desperate and reacted. But instead I stopped. And instead of running forward to hurry up, I started backing up really slowly, you know, taking my mm. time, trying to grasp, keeping my feet flat. I was trying to just save myself, man, because I thought I'm going to. Big as possible. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I backed up. And uh, after that, I never went across that uh, lake again until, you know, you know, until the, the next year would come. But I was done. You're I done. learned. I learned. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, if we'll do fear properly during this time, we're going to learn a lot. You know, we're going, to, we're going to be a safer, smarter, wiser, more faithful people. And so the one thing I haven't been hearing that much about during all of this from the news media is everything I just talked about. I'm not hearing much about God as much as I would like to, as much as I think we need. I'm not hearing as much about it's time to give, it's time to risk and trust. And I'm not hearing much about how to handle this emotionally because this is scary, but what do we do with fear? So I love that you and I are doing this podcast. Yeah. Like it's, 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 people, it's gut check time. And this is scary. Um, no, it, I, I, I do resonate with what you said that it does expose our character. It also exposes our trauma. It exposes mm -hmm. our faith. It exposes our need. It exposes for me, the gift I'm walking in today is it exposes my powerlessness and, yes. and the, the paradoxical freedom that I'm experiencing on, in my powerlessness. It's like there's so little I can actually do. Um, there, there's so little I can control. There's, there's um, no way to be heroic uh, in this. You know, my childhood script tells me to be the hero, right? Yeah. But my good enough or my try hard is not going to change. Yeah coronavirus so it's like what yeah. is really needed um 
and you know it it's yeah for me it's been kindness and creativity and compassion have been, have been and doing what we can i mean i it's yeah. like where where can i serve just like when you talk about doing this podcast i'm like yeah and i've been invited to do like a couple of facetime lives you know and i'm just like yes yes the answer is yes yes you know where where can i bring what i do and how you know how i operate you know uh, to to the process mm-hmm. hey, hey steven you know something too like you you brought up powerlessness and I think therein is the crux of the whole deal. We're experiencing what we're living like 100% of the time. Yes. And when, yeah. uh, when the child we once were has to face powerlessness, then that's where all those childhood issues come up. Yes. Of unmet needs, of, of struggles and traumas, losses and pains, rejections and wounds. Yes. And, and so powerlessness, the condition we actually live in every day, becomes this sense of helplessness. And that's where the relapses occur. Because when you're broken from connection or you're, you're, you're broken from genuine connection, then powerlessness becomes helplessness. Does that make sense? It does. To me. It feels like helplessness. Yeah. My, my limbic brain, you know, my heart gets reminded yeah. of trauma and abandonment, betrayal, yeah. abuse, those kind of yeah. things. Yeah. And the very, the very time that we tend to withhold is time to reach out. I mean, this is hot out or cry out time. Yeah. Um, you know, so I pray that we, we all uh, just reach out and, and stay as connected as we can, either through giving or asking for help. And giving and receiving. Giving and, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, sometimes it's more, for me, it's far more courageous to ask for help and receive than it is to give help. Yes. It doesn't take, it yeah. doesn't take me any courage to, to, offer help you know um it does take a lot of well courage. you know i kind of i agree with you 100 percent, but i think it takes a lot of courage to be offering help right now when you start talking about sharing what people are hoarding oh absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. yeah yeah no I, i'm just talking about myself it's like yes. would, yeah um, yeah yeah we tend to go with the uh yeah the, the idea of me asking is like oh i don't want to do this but we that's connection too right yes there's a guy, by the way, Stephen, there's this doctor I was talking to yesterday. He's, uh, I was doing a FaceTime with him and then his wife got on and she's really, really mad at him. Okay. And because <laughs> we're not talking about me and Heather though, are you? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I'm using the, 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 yes, this doctor, his name's Stephen. This doctor I know. Yeah. This friend yeah, of mine. It's not Stephen James. No, but, um, <laughs> But it was, he's, he's, he's older. I mean, he's like 72 and he has been in the wars. I mean, I'm talking about, he wasn't just, a, a, you know, I don't mean just anything, but he wasn't just a regular run of the mill, small town doctor. You know, we're talking about overseas. We're talking about helicopters. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too much into it, but wherever disaster was there, he went, you know, mm-hmm. and he is, uh, uh, he also has some significant pulmonary issues these days, basically has COPD. And he is chomping at the bit. He said, they're going to call me up. I need to be prepared. And where do I go? And, and I just can't stand sitting here because I feel so guilty. And his wife got on the, and she's so mad at him because it, she said, if you leave, you won't come back because, you know, he is the patient that Corona takes 
he's the person Corona takes, right? Yeah. So we had to walk through yesterday. What, you know, what's going on with you? One is that he, he loves battle. You know, he's, that's where he was most alive in his life. And he's hearkening back to those glorious days. So I had to help him say, Hey, it's over. And, right. uh, and grieve that you, the, the poem of Ulysses, that's like, it's your, it, your, 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 your history is now that. So, you know, but you, you know, your history was trying to get home. Ulysses was trying to get home. So we, you made it home. You have a wife, you have a daughter, the grandkids are living with you. What's the bravest, most courageous, most beneficial place you could be? At home. And exactly. Right where you are. And yet his wife is saying, but he won't, he's he, all we're talking about is the news. And he, when am I going to leave? And he's threatening to leave all the time. And so I'm that's, unsafe. That's and what I'm he scared. knows. Yeah. Yes. So I said, grieve that this isn't your glory moment. Grieve that the glory is in loving the people around you. Mm. Love who, who you're with. Love who God has given you. Love who you, you, you've chosen to be with. I mean, I have, well, I have said, been saying for a while, um, that the people that need our love the most are the people in our own home and then our neighbors. If we just yes. the neighbor to our yep. left and to our right, yep. we just did that. Everyone yep. in the world taken care of. That is so well said and so true. And that seems so small because it's not broadcasted. Right. But that's the, one of my neighbors left another neighbor flowers on her front door yesterday. And, um, and there may have been some historical disagreement between these two people as neighbors sometimes. Oh, days, wow. Right. And then these flowers yeah. showed up and it's like, so all this woundedness was healed, you know, because wow. the neighbor she didn't think would care for her gave her flowers, you know, and I just wow. think so sweet. And I, I do think it's those smaller acts that aren't, um, well, I guess everything is, Facebook worthy or Instagram worthy these days, but, but sure. aren't, aren't attention seeking behaviors. They're just small acts of kindness and sharing what we have to share. If we would turn yeah. to our left and to our right and give it to the person yeah. on each side of us, yeah. man, the world's a better place. And, and that's, that's some great stuff to put out on Facebook that what you've seen, what yeah. you've done yep. or, or what you've heard, put it out now yeah. because we all need to be encouraged to do the brave thing. Yes. And which is to, 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 to love, yeah. to love. Yeah. It's great. Uh, uh, and and well, it doesn't, and, go let's ahead. Let's stop there today. Okay. Let's stop okay. there and then let's. And, and, uh, and we're not talking like some phony cliche, sweet syrupy stuff. We're not talking that. No, because we're not we, we, about that. Yeah. We know healthcare professionals who are out there and they're doing the brave. This is not syrup. This is real living reality and the and as you said earlier the the grocery clerks the the food delivery oh, drivers the amazon people God. like thank them these are, these are very brave and yep. and some of them are desperate they're just working to work yeah freaking te teenagers older people they're 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 in harm's way every time that we walk into a grocery store and they're there yep and and on some level some level they need to know it's for more than a paycheck yeah and we can give that to them that's great chip yeah thank, thank you, you Stephen. all right man well uh thanks thank you all for listening to the sage hill podcast uh yeah thank y'all mm -hmm. 
Um, if you can, if we can be of more help, reach out to us at chipdot.com or at sagehillcounseling.com. And um, we're here to help and we're available and um, we're in it with you. This is one of the greatest times in human experience because we're all going through the same thing. And I, I think there's some paradoxical comfort in that, that we're not alone in this, that we're in this together and we can help each other get through it together too. I love your idea of sharing love and being brave in it. Yeah. All right. Our hearts don't need to melt in fear with anxiety. Oh, that's good. I like that. Good. See Thanks you, Stephen. All right. Thank you. All right, bye. This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com. Thank you.